So there's 33 benchmarking questions that we ask. So I won't go through all of them, but they are really broken down into different sections of the survey. And so on those 33 benchmarking questions that has to do around training and support, senior leadership, financial opportunity, marketing and promotions. So really getting a feel for every department that the franchisees have to go through and really those departments that affect them on a day-to-day basis, right? Are our marketing and promotions competitive? And franchisee community, do I feel like I'm an active part? Are our financial opportunities there? Like, is there a clear vision for the future? Is my senior leadership team involving me, communicating with me? Is there a sense of transparency? So those are all things that we come in and ask But then we also give them a great spot like at the end of each section where they have an open text response. So it is a great place where they're gonna voice their concerns. They have a formal place to put all of their feedback, but also great testimonials again to see what's going right and maybe constructive feedback on things that could be better. Welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast. We are on a mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs just like you take action through franchise ownership allowing you to obtain more financial freedom, time with family, and ultimately a business that can run on its own without you. All right, Dan Claps here. How are you doing, Christian? Doing awesome, my man. Really excited about this episode because what we're going to be getting into is really learning about a great business in franchising. If you're a franchise founder, a big part of your value proposition that you're bringing your franchisees is you've spent the time to identify which vendors you need to work with, which ones are going to help achieve the best results as a franchise. And so vendors and you know franchise suppliers are such an important part of being a franchise founder and picking who you're going to work with. And so a little bit about Franchise Business Review, the driving better results for today's leading franchise companies, franchisees, employees, and franchise buyers. And it's really exciting because what they do is they're a market research firm that performs independent surveys of franchisee satisfaction, employee engagement, franchise buyer experience, and end-to-end customer satisfaction. But what's exciting is the person that's on the call with us, a franchise professional, someone has been in the industry for a while, Courtney Stillings. Hey, Courtney, how are you? Hi, I'm wonderful, Dan. How are you? Good, good. Courtney and I met at some of the franchise events and we hit it off and I'm excited to have you on the show. Could you maybe give your background a little bit to our listeners? Sure, absolutely. And first and foremost, thank you to you and Christian for having me. I'm very excited. I would try and listen to y'all every other week or so when I have the time, when we're not traveling around. But yeah, so Courtney here with FBR, I am a senior client consultant. And so my background, which is kind of funny, I kind of just fell into franchising a couple of years ago with FBR. So found Michelle Rowan, the president, and actually kind of convinced her to bring me on because I was so intrigued with what FBR did and how they help so many companies just be better. And so I was in the hospitality industry for about 10 years. So always around people, always around different companies. And so yeah, fell into franchising and I haven't looked back. So we're helping companies right now. I think we've helped over 1,200 the last 17 years. So Eric and Michelle built this company up and keep moving it forward. But yeah, again, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, yeah, I think a good place to start would be for those that maybe don't know what FBR is and what it stands for. Maybe we should start off with what it is that you guys do and go from there. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought up the relationship piece too, Dan, because that's kind of where it all stemmed from as well. So Eric Stites, the CEO of Franchise Business Review, he built this up from the ground up 17 years ago. And he did this to kind of bring the sense of transparency back into franchising, right? So it wasn't just top down, one person making all the decisions as a franchisor, but really involving all of the franchisees in the business and also bringing that sense of transparency to any new candidates that may want to have a buy-in and come into the brand. So what am I getting myself into? And so basically starting that, we for the last 17 years, like I said, we've helped over 1,200 different brands gather actual insights from franchisees. So we are the survey people, right? So we come in and we survey the franchisees of franchise brands. We give those results to the franchisors to look at to see where they're excelling because not only do they get their results, but they also get to see all of the benchmarking information. How am I stacking up against all these other brands that Franchise Business Review works with? But then also going industry specific. you know. So one of our clients, I'm going to do a quick drop, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, right? They've won multiple awards with us, Franchisee Satisfaction Awards that are dependent on how they score on the survey. But they can see their insights against others in the QSR industry and the food and beverage industry. So again, helping that franchise brand be better, but then also giving the franchisees a voice, which is huge right now too, because it's a collective voice that you want to hear. But without your franchisees, without your employees you don't really have anything. So why not give them a voice or somewhere to voice their concerns, to have an opinion? Because if I'm having a hard time, I would want someone to know. If I'm having an awesome time and this is what we're excelling at, let's tell our franchisor and maybe double down on it. So that's what we do. And then I said our awards, which are huge. And Dan sees me at these events because we get to go celebrate the franchisors at these events. right? If these franchisors score really high on a franchisee satisfaction survey, we want the world to know. We want other franchise candidates to come in and be like, yeah, I want to be with that brand because their franchisees are super happy. They're profitable. The senior management team kicks butt. And so that's when we come in and we get really excited about it too. So we have those award side of things and that helps with development, of course. But yeah, so that's a nutshell. We're the data survey people, yeah, through and through. <laughs> you know what's cool about those awards? Like all kinds of people in an organization get awards. And sometimes when you're in an organization, you're the point guard and you get all the awards because you're front facing. So it's probably pretty cool to be in a department of a franchise that maybe doesn't get to get all the front awards all the time or, you know, most franchises awarded or whatever. But you guys are creating these other areas that recognize someone that maybe is behind the scenes not getting recognized as often. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's such a unique award too, because it is solely based off of franchisee satisfaction. So brands can't just like throw us money or tell us how great they are to be on our awards list. Like it is truly earned through the franchisees being heard, the franchisors taking that data and saying, I'm going to be better in, you know, training and support and marketing and promotions by next year. We're going to be on that award list. So that's what it's really rewarding for us to come in and work with these brands that they want to move the needle. They want to do right by their franchisees. And yeah, so to your point, Dan, absolutely. It's a great award list to be on. Well, that's what I love about it. It's it's genuine. It's real. It's real data that's useful, not just for franchisors, but also for prospective franchise candidates. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the main criteria that these franchisees are reporting on for their franchisors? What are they looking at? What are the different elements of the brand that they're critiquing? 
Great question. So there's 33 benchmarking questions that we ask. So I won't go through all of them, but they are really broken down into different sections of the survey. And so on those 33 benchmarking questions, that has to do around training and support, senior leadership, financial opportunity, marketing and promotions. So really getting a feel for every department that the franchisees have to go through and really those departments that affect them on a day-to-day basis, right? Are our marketing and promotions competitive? And franchisee community, do I feel like I'm an active part? Are our financial opportunities there? Like, is there a clear vision for the future? Is my senior leadership team involving me and communicating with me? Is there a sense of transparency? So those are all things that we come in and ask But then we also give them a great spot like at the end of each section where they have an open text response. So it is a great place where they're going to voice their concerns. They have a formal place to put all of their feedback, but also great testimonials again to see what's going right and maybe constructive feedback on things that could be better because your franchisees are in it day in and day out. Like They're getting that feedback from the customers, from other people in the industry. So it's all there for them. So what kind of stories can you share in terms of how what you guys do at FBR has improved the franchisee-franchisor relationship where the communication is better, the franchisee feels heard, the franchisor feels heard, but also they feel like they're also doing the listening as well. Can you share any stories like that where it's improved? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to take this on. And I'm not just saying this because this was one of the first clients that I signed on, but they are genuinely a great franchise brand. And so I'll do a little plug for them. Clean juice, right? So I know I did a tropical smoothie. I guess I'm on a juice cleanse right now, Christian. So that's where my brain's going. But Clean Juice came in. They hired FBR last year, almost 18 months ago for the first time. And so we came in and they've never done a survey with us. And they actually knocked it out of the park around the benchmarking information. But what stuck out to me the most is that they had good scores, but they want to be better. And they knew they had action plans and KPIs in place to move that needle. And so they use that as a starting point. So anytime a franchisor takes this data and brings it back to the franchisees, not to just celebrate. So like at an annual conference, at you know town hall, meetings. So not just saying, these are things that we're doing great in, but here are things that we really want to work on. right? So like anyone can talk about the good things. It's the things that you come in and say, all right, these are five pain points. We're going to talk about it. We're going to put it all out in the open. So Clean Juice was really great about that and saying, these are things that we need to work on, whether it's training and support, whether it's marketing, etc. Not saying that those things were low on Clean Juice, but just examples of what they would want to focus on. Another brand, Complete Weddings and Events. I actually went to their conference. They invited me to come to their conference to speak about the survey results because they were like, we're not hiding the results. We want to talk about it. And our franchisees are going to be at this convention. Let's get into it. So we took like five of their lowest points. Obviously, we talked about the good things. But we brought in those lower points that they wanted to talk about. And they said, all right, let's air it out. Let's talk about these issues. How are we going to make it better? Let's brainstorm together. And so I was in that room with the franchisees for about an hour and a half without the executive leadership in there. And so they were just brainstorming and coming up with those great different like points that they could really evaluate in three, six, nine months from now. But then just seeing that being brought back to the executive leadership team, the franchisees were so bought in. The engagement was high. They were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be an amazing year for us. So not only did their recommendations go up and their referrals to other people saying, you want to come join Complete Weddings because the franchisor actually cares what we think, 
But then that operations, that culture and community just got so much stronger by literally talking about something so simple as feedback. So yeah, those are two two great stories that I always love to bring up. When I think of being a franchisor, I think of the ultimate challenge, right? Like you have franchisees that invested sometimes their life savings mm-hmm. and they're going to push you to get better and better and better. I heard Anthony Geisler once say that, how your franchisees are like a propeller or a flywheel, right? Because the more you add, the more they want to improve it and the mm-hmm. better the system gets. Mm-hmm. But I would think like as a franchisor, as a leader of the organization, getting that feedback sometimes could take too long, right? You might not get it right away. You have to jump on a call or go to a conference. But you provide a platform where the franchisor can quickly, not through words or someone just saying, but actual data of this is where we're not doing so well. Mm-hmm. And let's lean in there. I think that's a really great piece of insight as a founder of a franchise or CEO. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like you said, Dan, it does take time. If you take a project on like this yourself, like it is time sensitive. Sometimes the participation is not there because a lot of the franchisees are like, oh, they're scared because you know this is going straight to the hands of my CEO or founder. Like, What are they going to think? But having a third party come in, you're going to get honest feedback. You're going to get that participation level. But we also take it over. So we have a data poll. We have that benchmarking information. We have an awesome online reporting tool that you can go in and log in anytime that you want to see in real time the data. But then also now you're in the running for awards. So it's like it kind of hits all of those departments where you're like, okay, I need to hire the professionals for this side of things. But then also walking through it with us after that survey ends, kind of going through your action plans for the next year and seeing how we can help. So yeah, it's big. If you're enjoying this episode, please click the subscribe button. And make sure to connect with the Franchise Founders Podcast on LinkedIn. Yeah, it takes a ton of guts to do that as a franchisor, I think, to really just be completely raw like that. But I think the best franchisors will do that because at the end of the day, what matters most, what should matter most as a franchisor? Franchisee success. We want to make sure that they're succeeding. You know, for selfish reasons, your royalty income will increase, but also because these people have bet on you. And like Dan had mentioned, with their life savings in many, many cases, So it's the job of the franchisor to really deliver for the franchisee and to hear them out. And I think a common myth within franchising is a lot of people will think that franchising is super rigid, Mm -hmm. right? And that the franchisor doesn't necessarily listen to you. But this is a perfect example of not just one brand, but many brands in the industry using FBR to go out there and to make sure that their franchisees are heard. And a lot of people don't know this, but the Big Mac, for example, and I believe the Happy Meal too, those were franchisee ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're completely right. And I mean, we talked about this a little bit too, but it is getting outside of your comfort zone, right? So you're so comfy sometimes just being in this little you know, hole and founders or CEOs, you're just like, nope, everything's good the way it is. I'm comfortable. I don't want to hear what the franchisees think. It's good. But it's really stepping outside of that comfort zone because you want to be better. You want to grow your business. You want to do what's right by your franchisees. But like you said, obviously royalties are going to grow. That's a huge part of it. But Dan and I, we were at Springboard and one of the panels were all PE firms or people that worked at PE firms. And so something that hit me when they were talking, it was just like, yes, you might have the most profitable franchisees, 
but that's not all we're looking for. So if you want to partner with a PE firm, they are looking at franchisee satisfaction. We are hired by PE firms to come in and survey franchisees because if your profit margins are great, your revenue is through the roof, but your franchisee satisfaction is not good, they're like, what's going on here? There's something not matching up. So that is something that they also look for when they're looking at new brands to invest in. So it kind of goes hand in hand with that, which I love. I love to see that too. You know, when I think back to leading my last company where we did lead generation, and I think about the times that I would always want to learn from the client, like, tell me what's going on, what's good, what's bad. There's an inherent knee-jerk reaction when you get someone's feedback. But if you're able to get it through data, and by the way, a lot of people probably say the same thing about each area and you get a general consensus. And then you can look at that data there's no room for knee-jerk reaction. It's right in front of you. You could process it. You could digest it. You know, by the time you see that franchisee, I'm assuming it's anonymous anyway, but it's the time you see your franchisees. You don't know who said it, but you know that you're weak in some area. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a more constructive way to get feedback. And then again, also, I think it's nice if, again, I'm just thinking of a CEO or founder of a franchise, but it's nice if you took an initiative. Perhaps you cut into your EBITDA and put money into a certain program, and then you see that franchisees are happy. Because people don't always tell you when they're happy. So maybe in the survey they do, you get to see that and that propels the founder to, to make more initiatives like that too. Yeah, exactly. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it's usually in there. And so that's what I always love to say. But the biggest thing and like the bottom line, I think professionally and personally, you can't improve what you can't measure. Right. I don't know. And like I said, I ran a marathon. If I didn't know how fast I was running or clocked myself in, I don't know how I'm going to be better. So you can't improve what you can't measure. And I'm assuming we all want to be better. And so that's where a lot of brands find that value in working with us, right? I can do an internal survey. I can do, you know, SurveyMonkey or Google Docs to get feedback. But if I don't know how I'm stacking up against others in my industry or across the board in the franchising world as a whole, how do I know? And so I think that's where it's really nice to do that once a year with brands where they can get that data to measure that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, perception is reality. And if you don't know what that perception is, you might think that everything is hunky-dory as a franchisor, (laughs) but then you might be in for a rude awakening when you actually seek that feedback out and then compare it against your competition in the industry. Franchisors, generally speaking, and then specifically in whatever segment of the market you're in, I think that's totally right. So I guess what I'm curious about then is what are some of the top complaints, or I guess I should probably say, frame it as, what are the top areas of improvement (laughs) that a lot of the franchisees are noting for many of the brands? Are there certain commonalities? Yes. Obviously, it does differ between industries, right? So food and beverage is probably not going to have the same pain points as senior services. But usually across the board, involves franchisees is usually one of the lowest ranking areas involving franchisees and or communications. And so that happens whether you have 10 franchisees or 1,000 franchisees. Obviously, when you do get bigger, it's more of a problem. You want to make sure everyone feels involved or has that sense of community. So yeah, those are two big pain points. What I always say, my recommendation is you're not going to fix something overnight, especially in this industry. And especially as you grow, you can't just click your fingers and say, you know, I'm involving you. I am an optimist, but I'm also a realist. And in the industry that we're in, we're not going to be able to involve the franchisees, every franchisee on every decision that affects the brand. I know that. But it's more or less the education and the transparency around that, right? So I want to make sure that they feel involved, but it's also a two-way street. 
How do they want to be involved in the cadence in that, right? And setting that up from the get-go. We're going to involve you. We're going to have meetings every quarter at this date. And this is what we're going to talk about. So they do have that sense of involvement. So something like that is small, right? But it does go a long way. So yeah, those are two of the big pain points. But I've seen that across the board the last couple of years. Always involve your franchisees. (laughs) Well, then if we flip it around, then what are some of the main things that franchisors seem to be doing well? Yeah. So, what are getting praised for? Yeah, I love this question. Obviously, different in each sector, sector. But the last year, so I'll say all of 2022, big things that I've seen on the highest rated areas was two sections, respect and honesty and integrity. And I was probably the most thrilled about this because I was just like, yeah, culture is a big piece of what we do at FBR, right? So this is why we do what we do. We want to build a strong culture, a strong community. And a lot of that comes down to the intangibles. Things that I can put in a new POS system, I can come up with a new marketing and promotions plan. I'm not going to be able to fix respect and honesty and integrity in a day, a week, a month. That takes a lot of buildup. So to have that as a highest rated area to me, makes me feel like they're doing something right and you're starting it right. So that's something that needs to come in right out the get-go, right? So as soon as I make a brand, I have my core values, but I also need to have the right candidates in that get that mission, that get those core values and they fit. So those are some of my favorite that I see on there. And quite a lot has been on there um, this past year, which again, makes me extremely happy if you can't tell. (laughs) So anything else you want our listeners to know? So two years ago, we also... So we talked a lot about franchisees and that franchise relations. But also, we started working with other suppliers and also franchisors gauging employee satisfaction at a corporate level. right? So it is very important that your franchisees are happy. But we also have been hired to come in to also do employee satisfaction surveys. right? So are your employees happy? Why are they leaving? I mean, obviously, we're hopefully coming out of a hiring crisis. But that has been a huge topic the past year. And so FBR has been hired a lot to come in and using benchmarking again to understand where you stack up in that employee satisfaction, but then also using that as a hiring tool to retain some great talent and saying, you want to come work with us. And this is straight out of the mouths of the employees that have worked here. So we started also doing that. And we have Franchising at Work Awards too every year. And again, that's open to suppliers and also franchise brands too that want to survey at their corporate level. So those are two big things, obviously, that we do, the employee satisfaction and the franchisee satisfaction. But the biggest thing is doing something about it. I mean, all of this data is great. Once you have it, there's a lot of information you have to go to. But if you just take it and put away and never talk about it again, there's no use. So that's why we're kind of here to walk through the next steps and making sure that you're moving the needle to make sure that your brands are better. Yeah. So it's not just, here's a bunch of data. It's how do we implement it? How do we use it? How do we make the system better? Are employees happier? Franchisees happier? So you guys are helping them to actually implement and take action on this data then? Yeah. So we have a post-survey call that we'll walk through. So I do the online reporting tool. We'll go through that data, that benchmarking information, and then also any recommendations that we have. And then... FBR has been around for a while. We have great partners out there, whether they're suppliers or other brands that are doing something right, that maybe we want to connect some of the other brands to talk to. So we always keep our ear to the ground. And if there's anything out there that we can do to help make those brands better or address those pain points, we're in. And so we're kind of all in with our brands whenever they need us, which is really nice too. 
Absolutely. And I know we've talked a lot about the franchisor side in many ways and current franchisees. But for prospective franchisees, you guys have a fantastic website. There's lots of great information on there. What is the best way for a prospective franchise buyer, someone that's thinking about getting into business, maybe they're working with a consultant, maybe they're not, but they're thinking about buying a franchise, they don't know where to start, they don't know how to evaluate them. How do they use your tools and your data, your information to help them make an educated decision? I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a big part, obviously, of what we do or why we do what we do. But yeah, so we have an awesome new site. So our B2C site is there for candidates to help pretty much be the starting point to finding them a franchise brand that fits their lifestyle, right? So something that maybe sets their soul on fire, their passion. If they're looking for best franchisees for women, for veterans, most profitable, which we all are, right? Or maybe they're industry specific. So they're looking, I want to get into the pet services or senior services or food and beverage. So they can go to our site and literally look at all of the brands that we work with that have won an award with us to see who's high in franchisee satisfaction, but then understand, oh, you know, so for example, Houndstown has won multiple awards with us. They're listed on our website multiple times because they've won in the pet industry. And then so a franchisee candidate can go right there and say, oh, I'm going to look at Houndstown now because they're high-end franchisee satisfaction. They may be suitable for me being a veteran, a woman, or you know anything else that we have on there is very specific to those type of awards. So franchisees can easily go there, can take a look at those awards and uh, contact the franchisors directly. Well, that's fantastic. I think that's it's important. It's important to have that information. There's not a lot of transparency out there. I know that Dan and I have talked about on prior podcasts where we've had the Wolf of Franchises on, for example, and we've talked about how there does need to be more transparency in the industry, more standardization. And so I think what you guys do at FBR is really helping to lead that charge. And you know, it's important, not that franchisors for the most part are trying to mislead anybody, but mm-hmm. you're always going to present what you do in the best light, of course. And it's good to have that honest feedback from the franchisees themselves, especially if you're thinking about getting into a brand. So I think that's important. What you guys do is really important work. Thank you. We think so too. Yeah, it really is the future. Like if you think about just in general, the work environment, like how we feel as probably similar age group and even younger than us, like this is what the future of how things are. Think about like years ago, you used to be able to hide what you paid someone. You'd say like, you can't tell anyone what I'm paying you. I think it's illegal to even say that now. And if it isn't, it's definitely like not encouraged to say, right? Hey, don't tell your colleagues what you're making. Like those are just like old school ways of doing things. Now it's all about fully being transparent and open and honest. And- right. And we did talk about that. So I'm involved in the women in franchising group too, and just try to make franchising more diverse and inclusive. And giving everyone a voice. And so I think that is also something that we keep trying to push more and more of. But we had this call with the women in franchising. We do it every Wednesday. And we invite anyone to come, any person out there to come. And we had kind of like the generational. So emerging stars of franchising. And then also people who have been around for a long time in the industry and just to hear their different views and their takes on things. And we're very focused in my generation, very focused on a work-life balance and a brand or company that I can align with, that I can wake up in the morning and be excited to go to work with because you just get to that point where you're just like, what am I doing? And so I think that's why so many people have gone into franchising, whether it's a franchisee or working for a brand that it just makes sense. And so having that is definitely more important and in the forefront and just being yeah, included and heard. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. So Courtney, any 
parting wisdom or words of advice for franchisors, franchisees, anybody, anything you'd like to leave the audience with? No, I think I went through a lot of information today. And so obviously what we do at first, you're like, oh, that's super simple. But there's so many different ways to use it. So I always encourage franchisors or prospects for candidates to come into a franchise brand to reach out and use Franchise Business Review as a resource. Like I said, we help a lot of different brands use this data in a lot of different ways, whether it's operational, putting it into their annual conferences, bringing a sense of transparency to the candidates. So we're here to help. A lot of the times, we'll be at these conferences. So come track me down, find me on LinkedIn or email me. But I'm always here to talk and help with whatever you need. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again, Courtney. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Franchise Founders Podcast. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Franchise Founders Podcast. If you want our help with anything from buying a franchise to franchising your business to anything in between, shoot us an email at franchisefounders at gmail.com. 